Welcome to the Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. My name is Magali, I'm your coach, and I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks on how to lose weight, what diets really work, and what it actually takes to get results. Because you, my friend, are not here to waste any more time. I'm going to give you the facts, I'm going to debunk the BS, and I'm going to motivate you and kick your ass into action. Ready to live your healthiest and happiest life? Let's do this. What is up, my beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. Your host, Coach Magali here. And today, you guys, I am excited. I am going through a list of 10 ideas, myths, bullshit that need to die in 2020. Okay? There's probably a million that could go into this list. But I'm going to stick to 10 because I don't want to keep you guys here for 5 hours. But 10 things here that just just need to go like there's no other explanation like there's no other like this shit is from the 1900s kind of thing needs to go needs to die needs to stop fooling people and people need to stop paying attention to these ideals so let's just get into it and let's just attack this shit so the first one the idea that fruit makes you fat because of all the sugar okay guys Please name one person, DM me or message me through my um, DMs on Instagram. Wait, that's the same thing. Brain fart. Tell me one person that you know of that got fat because they were eating too much fruit. Please, I'll, I'll wait. No one. No one. Because that's not possible. I mean, theoretically speaking, it is possible if you if you eat enough fruit to put you over your calories for every day repeatedly over time then yeah but how many people do you think spend the whole day eating fruit and then get fat from it nobody so fruit by default is not a bad thing it does not make you fat high calories too many calories going over your calories consistently especially on those weekends when you don't track because it doesn't count because it's a cheat meal right that results in weight gain, not the fruit. Leave fruit alone. It's innocent. It ju- it's just there to provide awesome tasteness, amazing benefits, wonderful, juicy stuff that just sounds all wrong. That's what they're there for. They're not, they don't make you fat, okay? Period. Second, carbs make you fat and carbs need to be cut out if we want to lose weight. Listen, for the love of God, please listen. Carbs are a macronutrient that contains calories, right? As does protein, as does fat. Here's something you should know. If we're just comparing protein, carbs, and fats, fats are more likely to make you fat, not because they're fat, but because they tend to have more calories per gram. For instance, one gram of carb has four calories. One gram of protein has four calories. One gram of fat has nine calories. So if you have 20 grams of each, the fat is going to give you more calories. Not that fat's bad. Not that fat is inherently fattening. It's just easier to eat a lot of calories with if you eat mostly fat. Now, as with anything, anything in excess, putting you over your calories will result in not losing weight and not getting results. But here's the problem with carbs. It's not that carbs are bad. It's that a lot of foods that have a ton of calories, low nutrients, and don't fill you up as much, 
tend to be carb and fat and sugar heavy, but it doesn't mean that carbs by default are bad for you. It's the combination. It's the all the different factors going into that foods and an overall lifestyle choice of consistently over consuming calories, but it's not the carb itself and carbs are amazing for you. You just have to know how much to eat for your uh, goals and how much you need and stick to that and that's that's it. You don't need to be avoiding carbs at all. Now, if you want to do keto and you genuinely enjoy it, I don't understand you, but do you, man. I ain't judging. Keto's fine as long as you really like it and you can sustain it and it's not a terribly restrictive diet, which for me it is, that's fine. But carbs do not equal bad, okay? Third, the idea that you need to detox, especially after eating a ton of quote-unquote crap. Okay, listen to me. For the love of God, you have organs, that are meant to detox stuff for you. Your liver, your kidneys, pretty much every part of your body is designed to get removed, get waste removed. In your cells, you have little, little tiny organelles called lysosomes and peroxisomes, complicated as names for basically they take the trash out. They basically remove all the waste things that your cell doesn't want, excretes them, you either poop it out, breathe it out, or pee it out, or sweat it out, tons of other ways. But your body has mechanisms to do this for you and they should be working healthily and you don't need to do any additional work. In fact, some of these detox shit can be actually quite dangerous. So if you're in need of a detox because your organs are failing, you're probably in the ER about to have surgery or you're speaking with the medical doctor. You're not doing a juice cleanse detox bullshit situation, okay? Your body, if it's in good condition, does this for you and you don't need to do anything crazy extreme to detox. Now, what do you need to do to be able to detox correctly? Stay hydrated, get enough sleep, eat enough vegetables, get plenty of workouts in, and that your body will do the rest for you. There's no need to do this crazy intense detox routine every time you eat quote unquote bad or, or at any point actually ever. You don't need to do that. Waste of money, waste of time, just no. Next, the idea of clean eating. Now, I know you're what you're thinking. Why is clean eating bad? Listen, first of all, first of all, there is no nationally accepted, uh, established definition of what clean means. So this leaves brands and companies and other people to basically slap clean on their products or their food or whatever to market it as something that's apparently better. But there's no regulation for that. There's no real standard for that. So people can literally do whatever they want and slap that label on there. And then you kind of just go based off of that. First of all, that's number one. Number two, clean means what? We don't know. Nobody knows the full. Some people say it's less processed, blah, blah, blah. Look, there is nothing wrong with incorporating more vegetables, with eating more fiber, with eating more lean protein, with increasing your whole nutrient dense foods. But to say you you eat clean, there's no standardized definition. There's no way to measure that. There, there's no, it's an arbitrary term that is thrown around. And nobody really knows what it means. And everybody has their own definition. So to say you have to eat clean, it's like you have to, I don't know, an example that's similar. But basically, it means a million different things to a million different people. There's no standardized definition for it. It's basically useless. Okay? Now, again, not saying you don't need to. And I know that that's kind of what they're referring to. But the fact that the word clean is in food just doesn't vibe with me. Clean is not supposed to be associated with food. Clean in the sense of get dirt, dirt off of it, you know, wash it, yes, <laughs> but not in the sense of is it good or bad, which I'll get into another point later. So 
Ditch the clean eating mentality. Just focus on whole nutrient-dense foods and having some treats here and there. Okay? Next, sweaty workouts are what determines if it was a good workout. If you are dripping sweat and you're, like, if your shirt is not drenched, if you are not sweating and dripping all over the place, then you didn't have a good workout. It was useless. No. (laughs) No, no, no. Listen. The progress that you make in the workout or the effectiveness of the workout is not determined by that one workout and how that one workout went. It is determined, how did you feel? How is your overall progress? Are you feeling stronger? Are you feeling better? Do you feel more confident? Do you feel more like your form is getting better? Not how much water did I sweat? Because that's what it is. You're literally removing water. It's not losing weight. It's not, you're losing water weight that once you drink that water back, you're going to gain it all back and you're going to be back to square one because that is not an effective measure of progress. Sweat literally means your body's overheating. That's it. It doesn't mean you're burning more calories. It doesn't mean you're burning more fat. It doesn't mean that if you didn't sweat, it was a useless workout. Not at all. Sweat and the effectiveness of a workout are not related at all. I've had workouts where I've barely dripped a sweat and there are workouts where I'm dripping and I've been able to reach a 300 pound deadlift. Do you think that if I only had sweaty workouts and what about all those other workouts that I didn't sweat? Does that mean they didn't work? No. So sweaty workouts does not mean automatically that that was a good workout. My my next point about that, soreness does not need to be is not a good indicator of whether a workout was good or not. Again, similar mentality. People think that the more sore you are, the more in pain you are, the more it hurts, the more it burns the next day, the better. The more progress you're going to make, the more fat you burned, the more muscle you're going to build, the more calories that were burned. And the fact of the matter is soreness literally means that your muscles are just, they just did something they're not used to. It doesn't mean that it's always good. It doesn't mean that it's bad. But it's not automatically an indicator that that was a great workout. You're definitely making progress. Again, like with sweating, soreness is just an effect of working out. It is not a way to measure exactly how much you're progressing. If it was a good workout, if you're getting results, if you're losing weight, burning fat, gaining muscle, it just is not in any way related to that. So stop using soreness as an indicator for whether your workouts were good or not and start looking at workouts are you getting stronger? Do you feel more energy? Do you feel more confident? Is your form better? Are you enjoying it more? Do you have better energy at the gym? All these different things are better indicators of progress than if you're sore or not. Okay? That's and there's actual research on this, you guys. This is not me just talking out of my ass. Soreness has nothing to do with progress, period. The next one, okay? Again, relating to workouts that in order for your workout to be effective, you have to make it complicated and you have to make it exciting and switch things up and keep it spicy and try new things and keep your body in shock. Like all this different basically reiterations of you have to complicate your workouts to get use out of them is complete bullshit, completely unnecessary and wrong actually because the more basic your routine is and the more you get really good at fa- uh, mastering the, the fundamental movements and the workouts you're going to significantly see results more than switching up your thing, your routine every other week or every month. Because the longer you do something, the better you get at it. And the more efficient your body is at doing it. Right? So if you perform a squat for four weeks and then switch it completely and just stop doing it altogether, you're going to kind of lose progress with the squat. 
But if you keep the squat going for a few months and really perfect it and really get good at it, those muscles are going to get strong. They're going to get really confident in that movement and your body's going to learn to really know how to do it right. And again, complicated workouts do not automatically mean results. Simple is pretty much always best because it it's simple. It's straight to the point. Your body is responding well. You're able to keep pushing the strength over time and keep your body moving forward, getting stronger every every month, every week, whatever. So complicated workouts do not mean that you're getting a great workout and you're making progress. Simple is better, okay? Next, diet sodas are poison for you. Hmm. This one's, this one's controversial, you guys. This one gets a lot of people really mad. <laughs> so a lot of people believe that artificial sweeteners are poisonous to the gut, to your health, and they should be avoided at all costs. That's not true. That has not been proven. That ha- There's no research to back that up. What is, what did happen in one of the studies is that they basically gave mice artificial sweeteners. I'm not entirely, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the exact, I think it was aspartame. I can look it up and link it in the show notes for you guys so you can look it over if you're interested. But basically, the mice were fed a ton of artificial sweetener, way more than what would be in an average can or what a a person would even consume in a day, way higher and saw adverse effects like they had a negative reaction. But think about it. If you drink 10 gallons of water right now in the next 10 minutes, you'd probably die because that's a lot of water. But water is not bad for you, right? But you got to take it into context. And this can be like same with carbs, same with fats, proteins, any other substance. The dose matters. The dose in which it is administered, the, the amount that you have is more important to know if it's safe or not. Because if you're having one a day, one every other day, a few a week, you're going to be fine. Now, if you're having 10 every morning and then 10 at night and you're not eating your vegetables, you're not working out, then yeah, we have a problem and you need to cut back. But we're talking about for the average person to enjoy a Diet Coke every now and then, it is not poison. It's poison when you have a lot of it, like with water, like with vegetables, like with anything. If you drink too much of anything, it's not going to be good for you. So Diet Coke, Diet Soda, Artif, what the hell? Sorry about that. Let me silence my computer. Diet anything, artificial sweetener, anything, it all comes down to how much are you having and how does the rest of your diet look like? If it's a pretty balanced, healthy diet and you're working out, you're active, you're sleeping well, you're drinking enough water and you're enjoying a Coke every now and then, guys, you're fine. You're going to be 100% okay. Now, if you want to stop drinking artificial sweeteners altogether for personal preference, that's fine. Do you. But if you genuinely enjoy it and you feel like you have to cut it all out because it's poison and it's like, it sucks don't feel that way because it's not true. So diet soda is okay in moderation as with anything else. Second, not second, we're in like number seven, what am I talking about? Next is there's different opinions about this, but basically anything claiming that a certain amount of meals per day is optimal, whether it's one meal a day or intermittent fasting and only eat very few meals a day, or it's eat every two hours, like people basically saying that there's a magic number of meals to have in a day and that's the best. Research has been showing multiple times over and over again that as long as calories are equated and you're eating the right amount of protein, you're eating the right amount of calories, you can have one meal or you can have 10. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference for weight loss and fat loss and building muscle. Some people may respond better to different things just, you know, because humans are unique in that way. But as an overall 
way of seeing things, it doesn't matter. It's not significant enough to, for someone to force themselves to eat one meal a day when you like having multiple snacks or the opposite of someone only likes eating once and now they have to force themselves to eat every two hours, which you're not going to stick to that. You're not going to be consistent and you're not going to get results. So the amount of meals you have a day does not matter as long as you're getting your protein, your fiber, and your calories in check. That's all that matters. The rest, you can decide. One breakfast meal and that's it. Three meals a day, five meals a day, seven or 10, 11, I don't care. Calories should be the same, but divide them however you want. And then the last one. Oh man, this last one. So the idea that junk food is just automatically bad for you and it's going to cause you weight gain and it's going to basically kill you. It's basically poison. You're basically drinking bleach. Listen, everything everything, everything needs to be taken into context. Because, for example, I train six times a week most weeks. Sometimes I do four, four to six. I drink over a gallon of water a day. I stay active. I try to get as many steps as I can. Um, it's been a little low lately, but for the most part, I hit about 10,000 steps a day. And um, I try to sleep at least seven hours. Sometimes it's a little less, sometimes it's a little more, but on average, I'm you know, working on my stress. I'm getting better. I have a lot of muscle mass. I'm pretty healthy. If I have a burger here and there, I'm not going to die. You know? And it's like, junk food does not automatically mean something bad. And it doesn't mean that you should feel guilty about it. Now, of course, with as with everything I've discussed previously, you guys, the dosage matters. If you're someone who's not working out, if you're someone who's not drinking enough water and you're not eating your vegetables and you're super stressed and you're all you're eating is just fast food, junk food with no nutritional value, you're not watching your, your vegetable intake, you're not, you know, you're not doing all these things and now you're over consuming junk food, well then yeah, maybe we do have a problem that we need to address because you're not getting enough nutrients, you're overeating calories, you're gaining weight and you're not in a good place. But if you are working out and you have a solid routine and your lifestyle is pretty much healthy, you can enjoy cake, candy, brownies, burgers, pizza, anything you want in moderation. And what does moderation look like? having it every other day or every week or whatever frequency feels right to you and makes and allows you to reach your goals the best for me honestly pretty much every day I have some sort of quote-unquote junk food I don't believe that we should be calling it junk food because it, it automatically means something negative with that term but quote-unquote junk food I have a bit every few every day uh, whether it be hot Cheetos, cookies, ice cream, um, I'll have in and out a couple times a week sometimes. I have so many different things that I eat and it's because my overall lifestyle is pretty damn, damn healthy so I can afford to. Now, of course, some of you may not be able to have as much as I do, 100%, but that doesn't mean you can't have it at all and that doesn't mean that you have to completely exclude it because it's bad for you and it's poison and in fact, I know some of you and actually most of you can relate to this when you try to cut something out like that so harshly you tend to want it more and you tend to binge more on it when you do have your hands on it so it's better to have it a little bit in moderation every so often so that you don't feel the need to binge all the time on it when you don't have it for so long and you're like oh my god I need to eat this now because it's been so long you don't have those desires as much when you let yourself have it every now and then so junk food does not automatically mean bad it doesn't mean you have to cut it out and it doesn't mean you can't ever have it it just matters how much you're having it what's the rest of your diet look like are you healthy are you not all that kind of thing so that's pretty much <laughs> like I said, there's a million 
fucking million myths that I'd like to squash in these episodes, but I'm just trying to get the ones that I probably see the most often, but yeah, that's my shade today, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> I hope I made it a little bit entertaining. Um, I wanted to kind of fly by these 11 because I didn't want the title to be like, oh my god, that's going to be such a long episode. Just 20 minutes of me bashing things, you know, ranting the usual. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you found it useful and helpful. And I hope you can get a couple bits of information that you probably didn't know or you want to explore further. And look, if you didn't agree with any of the things that I said, that's totally fine. You are you and you know yourself better than anybody. This is just based on the research, based on what I've seen with clients, with myself, kind of like a well-rounded overview. And of course, I look at experts and see what they're saying and pretty much a lot of them would agree with a lot of these points. So it's not me, you guys. I'm not making this stuff up. But anyway, yeah, hope that was helpful. If you are enjoying the show so far, if you like this episode, please do not forget to leave uh, leave me a five-star review on the iTunes app or on Spotify, whichever one you're listening to. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. I hope you enjoyed and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Take care, everybody. Bye. Also, you can have hot Cheetos and lose weight. Bam. Magali out. (laughs) 